Hello, everybody. Welcome to BPC Podcast. I'm your host, Damaris Gomez. And in this series, we are talking about the five-fold ministry. I hope you enjoy. Hello, amazing people. Here we are again. BPC Podcast. I'm loving this so much. And today we're going to talk about the prophet, the role of a prophet. And I'm really excited to have Hannah here. Yeah, everyone's screaming and shouting, let's go. <laughs> and Dave Boldney, how are you guys? I'm good, yeah. Yeah, I'm good as well. Not too I bad, thanks. I can hear you properly. I'm good. Oh, amazing. You're both good. Mm. Very mm. nice. Oh, okay. yeah. Mm. So for those who don't, for those who don't know, Dave and, and Hannah are related. So what are you, Dave, to Hannah? Well, I am obviously, obviously. You know, the dad, the, the dad, father, the father, the one who tells people the off, boss, the one that tells people <laughs> the off. one who buys them shoes, and yeah, yeah. so and other such gets things. dragged around Jack Wills begging for jumpers oh and stuff. <laughs> That's a I've good been definition. to a lot of clothes shops. Let me tell you, two daughters. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> Okay, great. Yes, I know. Damaris so, is with me. She's not, you're not a great coach shopper, yeah, are you? Yeah, I'm not, guys. No, me neither. Online, but others in the world are. Online and my shopping. daughters are definitely two of them. He doesn't like it, but he's actually really good at it. So, you know. Oh, oh that's well, nice, isn't it? A hey? compliment. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. So, would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Tell a funny thing about yourself as well? A fun fact. And then introduce yourself. Yeah. Great. Do you want me to go first? Yes, please. I need time. I can't think you of any. Time. It's like, ah, fun fact. Yeah. Um, uh, fun fact, I love sailing and uh, one of the first times I took uh, my daughters, both my daughters out sailing, I capsized the boat and nearly drowned them. That is amazing. Thank you. Was it, was it scary? Fun fact, my name's Hannah and I hate sailing, so. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Because her dad you know, nearly capsized yeah. and nearly drowned her. So How old go. were you when that happened? Oh, maybe six, maybe. Was it oh, six? that's really six, bad. Something Dave. like that. Yeah, they're no. only little, little, you yeah. know, big, huge, great life jackets and bouncing around. But what, just the three of you guys? Uh, just two, I think. Okay. Yeah, I remember J Jamie was a bit clever about it. When I capsized Jamie, he, like, was so fast, he, like, scrabbled <laughs> over the boat and up the sail and managed to stay out of the water. <laughs> Hannah's looking at but you like... But the others just got soaked when I capsized them at different clever? times. <laughs> well, I do a sailing... I went on a sailing camp, but I just panicked about capsizing the whole time. Oh, yeah. So. The trauma that I've caused. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. I don't swim, so I don't know how that okay. feels. Amen. <laughs> I, li I love the fun facts. Dave, you're a vicar, right? Yes. Correct. And do you like being a vicar? I do. Do you advertise uh, for being a vicar? Like if everyone asks, would I like to be a vicar? Would you say yes or no? Uh, I would say, I know this might sound a bit funny, but I would say probably no, yeah. just because you've got to know that it's what you really want to do. It's not like a, a thing, oh, I'll give it a go and try it out. I just think there's quite a lot of responsibility for to love people and care for people. So, it but is. if you think you might, then I'd be like, yeah, got to go for it because there's nothing better, but you've got to know that it's something you want to do. If that, yeah. Does that make sense? Makes sense. No, I, I totally agree with that. So, Hannah, yeah, brilliant. You're a student, right? Yeah. Are you a good student? I think so. Okay. Yes, yeah, she is. She's an amazing student. She's super student. good. Yeah. Oh, is. totally not biased there, Dad. Like, yeah. what? Yeah, she <laughs> is. Whatever. Uh, so, yeah, if guys. If others of my children were sat there, they would not get the same answer. Really? Rebecca. Come on, Rebecca. Maybe not. Rebecca, we love you. Um, yeah, she's more rebellious, hey? you got to, you know. Well, it's, some of it's fine. Like it happens. She's the middle kid. I'm the middle yeah, kid. I middle get kid, it. Yeah, middle kid. It's what you get. You I know, really get it. So. so, okay. So, we are talking about fivefold ministry. Mm. The last podcast, we spoke about the pastoral side of it. Today, we are talking about the prophet. Mm. One of my favorite ones. 
one of the most difficult ones. So, Dave and Hannah, what do you think is the role of the prophet in the fivefold ministry? Like, what defines the prophet? Prophet, mm. not prophet. Do you mean to go first? I, I, I can go first. Go on So I think it's someone who hears God's word and has the courage to go and tell people what God's word is. I yeah. think. Mm. That's what it is, at least to me. Mm. I think for me, the prophet, in terms of those fivefold ministries, is about seeing ahead. Mm. So there may, if you imagine a car journey, you know, different people are doing different roles in that in that car. But the prophet's role is to be out, out in front, basically. So it'd be like, you know, with your sat nav and Google's worked out the way there. The prophet would be actually saying where there is, where where you're going, what are you doing? Not how to get there necessarily, but there'll be the one out there. So. And how would you recognize someone with that gifting? Because like we are a vicar, you take care of a church. So how do you know, like, the people that have the, that prophetic side of it in them? So I suppose there's, there's a little bit two sides to it, isn't there? Because there's a sense of the prophetic uh, for, for individual people. Mm -hmm. And so you could see uh, individual people, like, like, Hannah, like Hannah will talk about how she hears God for people in a minute maybe, but for there'll be individuals, they're just always praying for people, have words and pictures for people. That would mm. be a good sign of someone with a strong prophetic gifting. Yeah. Um, but then you've also got the more the corporate setting. So you would just naturally have a sense within you almost that actually you feel a, this, that or the other about where this, where we should be going or what should be happening. Mm. Um, generally, uh, prophets um, are people that, because um, they're always seeing ahead, They're never massively always loved by everyone else because yeah. like the pastors are made to make people feel comfortable and welcome and settled and all those sorts of things. Uh, whereas the prophet is always calling us out, calling yeah. us to, into new, maybe uncharted territory to deeper relationship with God, which can be uncomfortable. And so, you know, the prophetic types are always probably a little bit more on the edge pastors in the middle uh yeah teachers a little bit quite in the middle because we like learning about stuff but then more yeah. the apostolic and then the pastoral will be further further out maybe if that yeah. makes sense so that makes sense and okay so you said something inter interesting about like church members or people like hearing from god and etc and hannah is one she, she's good at that uh, but what is Just so before we get we go further with this, what is the difference between the office of a prophet and people like having prophetic gifts or moving in the prophetic? What do you guys think? So, um, so we're we're great fans of Mike Mike Pilavachi from go. Soul Survivor, yes. <laughs> and uh, he would always remind us that everyone is called to prophesy to be able to hear God for someone or from some situation, that's everyone. As soon yeah. as you receive the Holy Spirit and you have that gift, is part of the package of receiving the Holy Spirit. But God sets aside some people with either really, really strong gift in maybe one or two types mm -hmm. or even to a, the role or an office of uh, a prophet or a, a pastor or a teacher. And you will see that mm -hmm. they have that gift to the, to the extreme. So that, that would probably be the difference, really. Everyone's called to prophesy, but some just have it of a, an anointing for, for a particular ministry or for a particular purpose mm. that's way beyond what you would normally see. 
say. That's good. They're generally a little bit scary. They're a little bit wacky. <laughs> they're a little bit difficult to understand sometimes they because are. they're like talking in language that's a little bit complicated. Like what are they but talking about? Yeah. Like if you read Revelation, that's, that's like, that's full on <laughs> prophetic stuff. And it's pretty hard to understand, isn't it? it sometimes. Is. It but is. you can see the people had, the, you know, John who received that prophetic vision from God. You know, it's really descriptive vision, is it? They, he saw it really clearly. Yeah. He was taken up into that into that vision. So that was just really amazing. But we're like, uh, I'm not quite sure. I yeah. totally understand what are all these things that are going on. So yeah. that, you know, that is a classic sign of the office of a prophet when you don't really quite understand. You yeah. know it's from God, but you don't quite understand it. Yeah. Mm. So Hannah, I have a question for you, specifically for you. So we, we just spoke about the, the office of a prophet. And then we also, like as a church, we really try to, um, how do you say, it's not advertised. Advertising is not the word, guys. I'm not British, so sometimes I get wrong words. But like we try to grow the gifting of, of prophecy and co- encourage people. That's the word I wanted to use, to prophesy. And you are actually very good at that, at like having words for people and hearing from the Holy Spirit. So could you tell us like, how does that work for you? How do you hear? Like, yeah, just tell us about it. So for me, I have to, first of all, I have to be quite still. I have to like be praying to God and yeah. in a moment of quiet. And sometimes I, I have a thought and like, just think that's like, ra- ra- very random thought. And I think it's always important, if, even if you don't know if it's from God, say it. Because mm. you, you never know. So I think it's very important just saying it. Even if, you, even if you're wrong, you're wrong. But if you're right, then you could change someone's life. So it's always important to try and say it. And how did you get the courage to actually like go to people and, and say something? Because it's very, I don't know, like I'm, I'm quite shy sometimes with that kind of thing. So how did you get the courage to go up and, and just like step out in faith? Um, I think it's been a lot of prayer. I used mm. to be quite scared. I still am. I think it never changes. <laughs> I think a lot of prayer for me is the main reason. Yeah. Um, I think also if you get it wrong, so what if it's to a random stranger they're probably never going to see you again and if yes. it's to a close friend then they're if they're a close friend they won't mind like yeah that's good dave like you're another one that's that's very good with that so but when you, you were like growing into the prophetic what like what was stirring you to actually go and give people words and things like that yeah i i I sort of I remember church services back, um, uh, yeah, maybe it was a long time ago now. Mm. I'm, I'm super old. But I remember looking around and people would come forward. We'd invite people to come to the front uh, for prayer. But I would look around sometimes mm. and see God touching people around the room that hadn't come forward. Yeah. And then I'd maybe catch, catch just think there's something about this person. God's on them. And I'd say, what would you want to say to them, God? And just then something would pop into my mind. And i think, okay. I might want to share that. I think the main, for me, the main thing isn't actually necessarily about the prophetic word or not. It's about how you share it with the person. Mm. So you have to share it in a way that the person can choose to receive it or not. But whatever you do, that they go away from your the encounter with you encouraged. Because, you know, that's what the New Testament scripture tells us for in prophecy, prophet, prophecy and the prophetic is for, is for encouraging and building up. Mm. And so if we're not doing that, then I'm not sure we're really exercising it right at all. So the key thing, and what I love about Hannah is that she's so humble and self-effacing yeah. about it. It isn't about the prophetic word or it isn't about her and how amazing she is yeah. hearing from God for a person. But actually she's just so valuing that other person when she's sharing it that for me, is just so fundamental, 
really part of it. And we can all do that. It just sometimes we have to learn a few little phrases. Yeah. Like, I wonder if God might be saying this, or I just had this sense that yeah. maybe God might. Um, but it always puts it back onto us that we we only know in part and we only see in part yeah. and we only hear in part. So we always remember that that we don't have it's not that we don't have some great download from God that is yeah. all completely authoritative and uh, yeah. yeah. So. I think that's really important because coming from a background like I'm Brazilian and I'm Portuguese, um, I was very used to hear people saying like, like the Lord says this, 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 and if you're wrong, you're like, come on, you're just speaking in the name of God to people. And it's very like, they don't, some people don't realize that they can be wrong with prophetic words sometimes. Like you heal right and sometimes you hear and it's not right. So I think it's very helpful the way you teach like people in the prophetic that you say, okay, I wonder like this, 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 or I see this, 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 this. Does it make sense for you or not? So like I, I, I love that. I learned this from you guys that like when you give prof prophetic words, that's how you should approach. And it's a lot about the person and not about you being a prophet or like being super amazing. So. And, yeah. and for you, Damaris, you um, when we have uh, like team meetings, and uh, my, my one of my probably stronger <laughs> things is about the apostolic and uh, yes. vision. And so we'll have team meetings, and I'll come out with like a hundred ideas, and like you can yeah. see Damaris going, "Oh my goodness, I can't possibly do that." And yeah. you have to then go away and just think and pray about stuff, yeah. and then you'll come back and say, "I like this, Dave. I'm not sure about that, or that I'm never doing that in a million years, um, yeah. or whatever it might be." <laughs> yes. um, uh, but um, and it's the same with the prophetic people need time to go away and yeah. weigh things up so you just share it and you're like sometimes like prophetic people want to be encouraged in that moment is it true is it right is it from yeah. God what does it mean to you yeah and you just you can't you don't always know in yourself you need time to go and pray and think and um it's a good test really isn't it that if something about a prophetic word just sticks with you a bit yeah um then it's probably quite likely God speaking to you so yeah that's good. I have a difficult question for you guys to answer. Oh, it's dun, definitely dun, Hannah dun. then. No, Not yeah. a difficult question. But, you There's know, like, theology degree. I love the, the strengths of the prophet. I love that we can all hear from God and we can all, like, see the future and dream about the future with the Holy Spirit. Um, but sometimes the prophets, like you said, like in the beginning, it's, it's quite like not very easy for them to communicate things. So I've like you guys spoke about the strengths of the prophet. Now I want to know about what are the weaknesses in the that you see in the prophetic ministry. Not the weaknesses, but like not the strengths of being a prophet. Because in every single ministry, we have like the parts that we are really good at and the parts we need to work on. So what are you guys? What do you guys think? What's your opinion about that? I think I could speak from my own experience. My weakness is I get a picture, but it's hard to actually know what the picture means so yeah. if, say a random example you get a picture of a waterfall what does that picture of the waterfall actually mean because it's all well and yeah. good knowing oh i see this but it's what is god trying to speak through that picture to that person and i feel mm. that's what i struggle with the most okay mm. good so i think we touched on it a little bit already didn't we you said that yeah. because the prophetic people see ahead and see out they don't necessarily always feel part of the group because they um they might feel yeah that they, it's really obvious where we should be going and everyone's going, we're really happy here, but the prophet uh, person, prophetic person will go, oh, I want to be there. We just need to, that's where God's calling us. That's the first thing. And I'd say the other thing, frustrating thing can be for those that are prophetic is their job is to give the prophetic word about 
for a person or a situation or where they where the, where a, where a church might should be going mm. it's not their job to get the church there that's the mm. job of the teacher yeah. or the pastor or yeah. or maybe the apostle you know do you know what I mean so you need to be careful that with if you're prophetic in that really prophetic or even the opposite of a prophet it isn't your job to make that prophecy happen or to fulfill yeah. it you're just just yeah. share it and trust god that he will then do yeah. the next bit with the next person that's why it's the five-fold thing and they work yeah. together isn't it i yeah. i met that that can be for i think i've met prophetic people that really struggle with that so and how and, do you encourage them in that process because it is frustrating for them so how would you encourage the prophetic people or a, a prophet like a, that has like that office mm. to not be discouraged by giving a prophetic word and not seeing it happening like straight away uh, good question. So I think there's a couple of things. They You need to help them understand what their gifting is and what mm -hmm. that means. I think that awareness is really helpful. You're going to, you're, you're, you're prophetic, you hear and see things in the future that we don't yet hear, see or feel. And yeah. uh, therefore you will feel a bit isolated and frustrated with us. We we know that. And if they know that we know that they know that. Oh Does that make goodness. sense? I'm uh, not sure. Yeah, I got I'll lost. Pay that back slowly on replay <laughs> later. But um, then that that helps. That, that does help. And uh, possibly um, w one other thing, really, in terms of encouraging them is actually just affirming that gift in them. Like yeah. always saying we feel like and to share those prophetic words with 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 people just knowing yeah. that there's a sense of god will make stuff happen through through those words by just sharing them so i'm really keen in church services and stuff that we do make space and time to share prophetic words and pictures that that, yeah. that people have sometimes they might be a blessed thought you know rather <laughs> yes. than actually a word from god but that's okay you yeah. know we get as part of growing in it isn't it so yeah. um uh we meant, mentioned mike earlier didn't we and he always talks about how we have we were all wear L plates. We're all learners in this. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter how long you've been uh, exercising the gift of prophecy. We're all still learning and growing in it, really. So, okay. Mm. I think for me, there's nothing more encouraging when someone goes afterwards after you've done the prophecy and you've prayed for them or whatever. They've gone back. Actually, that meant a lot to me. And there's not there's nothing more encouraging for me than hearing that. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, then you've heard God. You know what that sound of God what the voice of God sounds like, don't you? It's yeah. really good. And, and like, you don't need to specifically sometimes do it in the same way that other people do because we are all different and we have different, like, personalities. So one thing that I really like, I write, I like writing to people. And usually, like, when I write to people, they come back to me and they say, oh, this really makes sense to me. And it's fun. And I, of course, like, I can yeah. go to people and say something. But, like, you can try to do it in different ways as well. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's really important, isn't it? Because it gives people time. Yeah. And actually, you're forced by writing, you're forcing just taking time. What is it about that word or that picture, like you were saying, Hannah? It is, I think that's really, it's good as well, isn't it? So, yeah. And you can store them away really nicely and easily, can't you? Like, it's exactly. really fun. Like, so back in the day, many, many years ago, there we had, we had these things called cassettes. And oh, uh, what is that? What yeah, is I know, what is I know you guys, you're too young. Yeah. And we used to have, like, when you used to go to conferences, they used to have, like, this portable cassette and you'd put your cassette in and they would give you the their prophecy over and you'd take the cassette away. And I've still got those. I've digitised them. Oh. So it's really interesting, like, 30 years on, listening back to some of those prophetic words. We use the phone now, you know, that thing. Oh yeah! Yes, I was gonna say, I just, I just don't leave notes <laughs> but, on but, my phone. But I've got all, the, I've got these little cassettes. I have a um, book, keep, a prophetic book. I write when people 
term of offices. I have a really notes helpful. document on my phone. So nice. So usually, like, I will, uh, I'm just gonna tell this. I had a worship team meeting, and the guys decided to pray for me, and I got like the same word for the third time, and the in the same word for the second time. One of the words Hannah gave it to me, so it was really, <laughs> it was really nice. I was like, I've heard that before. Let me go to my prophetic book. But it's good because when God tells you like something more than one time, like you should pay attention to it. So it's really good that like we can take notes and, and the things like that. Um, I would like to like, ask a question, but I'm not sure if that's a good one or a bad one, but I'll try. Um, did you ever have like a, a prophetic fail in your life where you, you thought God, God was telling you something about someone and it wasn't like it, it was the opposite, like it wasn't the, the right thing? Or you guys are very perfect and like very good prophets. Davis thinking. Yeah, you can hear that, like the cogs turning. Yeah, you're like, like going back, riding yeah, back I through time. Like, I, I, there must, there'll be loads of times yeah. when when I've done that. But I suppose part of what quite often you need to pray after time of ministry or time of thing is just bind up what's not of you, God, and just, mm. and what's of you, we pray, we release it, may it be, bring blessing, what's not you, let's, we, so you don't dwell in that, in that, in that past. Yeah. So I'm sure, I'm sure there is, but my hope is that because you share them in, in a way that they can easily accept it or not yep. accept it, it's all right, rather than uh, done in a way that is like a big crash disaster. Um, I probably, there's one or two times I've probably thought that, um, uh, people should go out with other people, let's what? say. And then you've maybe said, have you thought about, you know, I wonder if God might. And then like some of those things will probably, probably be a bit disaster. That. That, Wait that a second. Probably... So you were like. Damaris, <laughs> you would be really well suited to go out with. <laughs> Did you do that? No. You know, well, oh not, no, God. maybe not as direct as that, but. You know, just when yeah, you're young and enthusiastic, you, you think, yes. oh, yeah, you know what I mean? So In my case, I thought I was supposed to go out with someone. Uh, and they didn't yeah, think that. Didn't, yeah. They didn't oh get the memo gosh, from God. Honestly. Yeah, it's a pretty... It's, yeah. it's horrible when you think... Or, or people came to me like, mm, God told me about this. And I'm like, no, he didn't tell me about this. So, yeah, it's weird and yeah. awkward. Okay. Yeah, they're still sorting all the Valentine's cards for you in the oh office goodness. though, aren't they? So they're still... Yeah. They've got a couple more bags to go. <laughs> Oh, I was done oh. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> um, you asked the question. Yeah, that's so true. And I just leave I didn't think it was going there. Yeah, to that no, 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 I, a I have a practical hmm. question now. Um, if you want to go, go grow, not go, if you want to grow in the prophetic, like what are the tips you guys have for just people to have like, okay, I'm, I don't think I'm very good at this. So I want to learn how to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. What would you say to them? Okay, so I think I've got two two points here. Nice. So I think oh. you want you first of all you want want to have to do it. you want you want saying oh yes God I want to receive the prophecy be eager to receive be eager people and also the second point I think I mentioned it previously but to be still mm. you can try really hard and focus all of your energy but I don't think you'll hear it if you're putting all of your energy to it if you just be calm and be still I think mm. you're much more likely to hear it. So true. Mm, good advice. That's, that's eh? really good. I, I'm thinking about myself. I'm like, yeah, sometimes I'm praying and I'm so, I so want to hear it that <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's You're good. not necessarily the quietest, are you? So, you know. Uh, whatever. Yeah, guys, I'm not really. Yeah. <laughs> chatter, 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 chatter. <laughs> yes. How about it's today? a Brazilian. You can't help it. I'm it's Brazilian. not your fault. It's, it's not my fault. You know. I cannot deny who I am. Uh, yeah. Here we are. Yeah. 
What about you? What are the tips, like the golden? So you won't know if a word is a prophetic word or pitch for someone unless you give it. Mm. You you just never you'll never do it until till you give it basically. Yeah. And so the only way you're going to know is by by doing it. Unfortunately, it's one of those <laughs> it's one of those really tough yeah. things. Um, uh, I think every now and again God gives you grace to see and experience something, so you know what His voice was like. So I remember I was uh, mixing sound at a Soul Survivor conference and uh, on the sound desk, and um, we'd let, had some worship. And maybe there'd been a um, just a really quiet, still time, and um, and I felt like God give me the song "Amazing Grace," and I felt like God was telling me to just sing it out in this big room. Just wow. just sing out "Amazing," sing it, sing it out. I was like. I can't do that. No, no, oh no. It's not goodness. you, Lord. I'm just making it up. No, no. Uh, my, my voice is not very good anyway. It won't work, you know. And then, I kid you not, the person next to me, just on the outside of the sound booth, uh, started singing Amazing Grace almost wow. instantly. I was like, oh, it was you, God. Yeah. That's what your voice sounds like. And so I knew from then on, like, it was a, like, just a moment of grace to know. Yeah. And that was really helpful. So some of those some of those times, maybe some of the failures as well, when people go, uh, that doesn't make any sense to me, you know. So but you've got to be learning all the time. Yeah. A bit like riding a bike, you know, once you once you learn how to do it, you can can go for it. But yeah. One of the things I like I see people talking about and it makes a lot of sense. And I see that in my life. It's like if you want to be a prophetic person, you are a prophetic person already. But if you want to grow in the prophetic, read the Bible. Because God will never say anything that goes against it. And it's it's very easy as well for you to just be still and a verse comes to your mind and then you can share with people because you actually believe the word of God. So it's it's really cool. Um, There's got to be something yeah. about culture and the environment you're in, isn't there? Yeah. So if you're in an environment that doesn't seek to hear God for, for people and situations with your friends or with your family or with your church community, your, your youth group or whatever it might be, then... You're gonna. It's gonna be very hard just to instantly switch switch it on, really. Yeah. So, how do you create environments that are rich for the gift of the prophetic, really? So, how do you do that? Well, we we've uh, we've been trying that at church, haven't we? Really? Yes. We've so we um, make space for it, make time for it, value it. We talked about getting people at the front of church to share prophetic words and pictures they have that have been really profound, that really sit with us as a church. We've. Um, uh, equipped teams to do it we've done training yeah. uh, we started a new evening service where Woo-hoo! for a whole term we had that we had some crazy prophetic guys in to teach so us yeah. and we had some regular really regular congregation members talking about it as well really yeah but how do you create an environment that's rich with expectation that we hear god for one another and how to and how to make the church hungry for that like how would you because I, my mentor used to always say something like this, like if you're not hungry, you can put like, you can go to a restaurant, the, your favorite restaurant restaurant, and you'll not eat anything. So how do you make the, not make the church, but how do you encourage the church to be hungry to hear the voice of God? So whilst you, whilst you love the fruit of the prophetic, mm. for me, I'm much more enriched or excited. My heart beats quicker for being able to give prophetic words mm. than almost receive them. Yeah. And so I think it's just instilling that 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 in people. It's like, oh my yeah. goodness, God's yoke 
God used me to do something. Yeah. Whoa, you know. It's amazing. Yeah, and you still do, hey? You know, whether it's yeah. writing songs or yeah. uh, whether it's preaching or teaching or whatever, it, you know, and people in secular jobs, you know, I used to be an engineer, I used to. Yeah. Used to love seeing God at work in as I was designing things. So, yeah. whatever that's what quickens the heart. That's what a church excites in a church or a community. I think. Yeah, that makes guys, sense. It, it makes sense. So, people, if you're hearing this and you never received a prophetic word or never gave a prophetic word, it's like the best feeling ever because when you give it, you're like, honestly, I'll talk about myself. When you give a prophetic word and it's accurate, I feel like the fourth person of the Trinity. <laughs> I feel like, yes, let's go. Like, I can hear God. It's so amazing. And when you receive a prophetic word that is so accurate and you just feel like you're so loved by, by God and you're so like, you're so special. I remember when, when I met Jesus and when like I gave my life to Jesus when I was uh, like 13, I think. I'm not sure how old I was, but I think it was around 13. I like in the space of two months in every single service, two or three people would come to me to give me prophetic words. And I just thought I was a favorite kid. I was literally like, God loves me more than he loves every single person <laughs> in the whole earth. But of course, like that's not healthy. So like I discovered that actually like he loves everyone the same. Honestly, annoying. But um. But you feel God saying, you feel like that closeness that God knows what you think. He knows what you like. And he's like, he's not worried, but he's excited about your future. So he will say things. He will speak into your future. So, so yeah. Um, okay. I want to ask you, um, I think this is the last question probably. <laughs> what a shame. Everyone is crying at home. No, oh, don't finish, coming don't into finish. land. Coming into land. Could you, th can you think about, like one prophetic word that was really, really relevant to your life or journey with Jesus, something that really resonated with you when you when you got that, that you cried, you were on the floor, you're like, oh my gosh, God loves me. Or I don't know. You don't have a lot of time to think, so. I think so. I think the first one that comes to my head is I think the first prophetic word I ever got given, at least maybe I got one before that, but the first one, I think, but it was at Holy Trinity and I got, someone told me about me wearing like, my cardigan, the daisies on them, the thought of that, oh, nice. and it sort of reminded me of new growth. And I think, I think that came into fruition actually moving here and thinking that I've got new growth coming here and it was quite hard at first moving mm -hmm. house. So I think wow. that gave me the most comfort out of all of them, so. That's amazing. So uh, for, for me, probably, so I was, an, said I was an, an engineer and loving being an engineer. Then uh, someone prayed for me at church one Sunday and they said, I wonder if God's calling you to go and work for Christian ministry, Soul, mm -hmm. Soul Survivor. And uh, that sort of changed the whole trajectory of my life, really. And yeah. my now wife, Anne, who you met last week on this podcast. Uh, and, uh, you know, it changed, changed the completely the trajectory of our lives, really. So it was yeah. a huge moment. So to, to receive that, they wouldn't have thought it massive probably in the moment. Yeah. They, yeah. Was it something that it was already in your heart or you never thought not, about it? Not hugely. No. Mm. Like, yeah, there was it probably it was there were seeds in there. But it, this sort of, you know, it's like as maybe there was a little match burning and it was like chucking a load of gunpowder on and exploding, yeah. oh, you know, God, do you know what I mean? So what something little just exploded. So. OK, I'll flip the question now, like. What was the like the time that you got most excited about giving a prophetic word and actually knowing that God really spoke to someone that you were like, oh yes, it worked. Like, 
not gonna lie damaris has already mentioned mine but um yeah it was when i gave that word to damaris probably yes guys i've only recently started like giving prophetic words at this church i think that was the first time when we did that mm. we did this exercise where you looked at encouraging verses and you chose one and i was like when that actually seemed they were like oh yeah that's true that fits me and i think yeah yeah that's that was a really good one i think it was just me you and tom right Tom, oh, Tom was here last week as well with us, <sighs> everybody. Um, yeah, go for it, Dave. Now it's your um, Yeah, I mean, I suppose it's pretty, it's pretty loads, but that, you know, in one sense, I hope that, you know, almost I just don't remember them in one sense because, but um, so, but this is a prophetic word that impacts someone. So I remember we were doing a home group and there was maybe six of us or seven of us there. And we were just going to share prophetic words for each other. And I had a sense that um, there was someone that had a really nasty ear infection. Mm. And um, God said, in the right ear. And I was like, oh. Because I then looked, like, because what, what I did was then I looked around the room. I was like, yeah. who looks like they've got an ear infection? Right. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my goodness, like, no one. Oh. Like, um, okay, right. Uh, do I give this? Is it just me? And then, so I decided in the end to give it. Um, and so there was someone there with uh, with an ear infection. We prayed and it, it got miraculously healed in that moment. Um, and, you know, praise God for that. But it was a real moment where yeah. I had to choose to look foolish and stupid if I got it yeah. wrong, but still still to give it. Because the safe thing could have been, oh, I don't know, nothing really. Yeah. But actually that stepping out, whoa, what a moment. But it's always the way with God, isn't it? Yeah. When we take a step of faith, we go beyond ourselves and where we feel comfortable. That's where God meets us. And it is an incredible moment, really. I suppose that the be most beautiful image of that is Peter, isn't it? When he yeah. sees Jesus walking on the water, and he goes, God, you know, Jesus, can I come to you? Can I come to you? Jesus says, yeah, come on. So Peter, full of enthusiasm, jumps out of the boat, doesn't he? And he's yeah. like, yeah, look, look at me. I imagine, I imagine, like, yeah. I do a little bit imagine him looking around, going, ha, oh, disciples, look, look at Say me, check that. me out. Oh, I'm walking on water. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, I reckon he looked back, start, then starts getting a bit nervous, then starts seeing some waves and starts sinking, doesn't he? That's what the scripture yeah. tells us. But uh, he had to get out of the boat to experience that miracle. And 2,000 years later, we still talk about that miracle now because he took a step of faith but passionately pursuing Jesus. That was his part for that. And I think that gives us a really good picture of why we should, why we should prophesize because we're desperately press, yeah. r running after and desperate for, for all of Jesus has for not just us, but for everyone around us. Yeah. That's really good. Guys, you are great. Oh, it was lovely coming down to the uh, chilled out lower vestry. Oh, come on. It's looking so cool, guys. Yeah, you need is. to come. All yeah. you listeners, you need to come here. Yeah. Um, so just a uh, quick thing, Dave, could you please just pray for everyone that is listening? And probably there are people at home just thinking, OK, I never experienced this and I would like to. So could you just bless yeah, them and pray yeah, for yeah. them? Yeah, that's great. So what I just invite us to do just for a moment is just to, if you feel comfortable. I mean, I don't know where you're listening to this. If you're driving, please don't do this. But maybe <laughs> you might want to close your eyes for a moment. Just open your hands, be still and just uh, receive from God. We have a God that loves to give good gifts to his children. And so, Father God, as, as people listening to this right now, I pray just as they quietly ask to give them the gift of the prophetic. 
May they receive your gift of prophetic insight and discernment and wisdom and revelation. So come, Holy Spirit, wherever you are, wherever you are, come and meet these people now, Lord. We want to say thank you for that you've given us the gift and we say we're going to choose to this week to exercise in faith that gift to bless others. Help us to learn and to steward it, to nurture it for your praise, your glory, your fame and your renown, Jesus. Amen. Amen. For a second, I, fo- I forgot I was in the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> which is a good thing. Oh, just having uh, lots of news. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for coming. No Pleasure problems. having you here. Thank you for having us. Um, and I'll see you next week, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>